Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast, featuring in-depth conversations with executives, leaders, influencers, and journalists in this dynamic, high-stakes industry. Hosted by Craig Pickett, founder of Northstar Group, the boutique executive search firm for the aerospace industry. You'll learn how top aerospace executives are developing their people, competing for talent, overcoming challenges, and adjusting to industry trends to drive growth and profits. And now, let's join your host, Greg Pickett. Hey, welcome back to the uh, the Aerospace Executive Podcast. As always, I am uh, Craig Pickett. That will never change. <laughs> uh, hey, today I've, uh, I've got my good friend, uh, producer, fellow podcaster, uh, Matt Johnson on with me. Matt uh, runs a great business podcast as well called uh, the UX Podcast. He's got a lot of diverse speakers, guests on, and uh, talks about a lot of uh, a lot of diverse subjects in the uh, the business arena, all about how to make business better. So uh, be sure to, to look up that podcast as well, the UX Podcast. But uh, Matt, how's it going? It's going very well. Speaking of the podcast, we uh, we share a couple of guests. So guys, and they're both named Mark, strangely enough, Mark Amtower and Mark Green. So if uh, if you're in the aerospace uh, industry uh, and interested in those those types of guys, I, I interviewed them uh, and then we helped kind of facilitate getting onto your show and they were fantastic, uh, amazing guys. So people should go check out both of those conversations on the Aerospace Executive Podcast specifically. So I, I like those guys a lot. Yeah, Mark was uh full of energy. You can see why he is uh, top of his game in the mm-hmm. government sales arena. Yeah. And Mark yeah, Amtower, or I mean, Mark, uh, Mark Green, just a phenomenal coach, mm-hmm. helping those small business, small or you know, mid, mid-cap businesses really get to that next level. Yeah, which is part of what we're talking about. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about mid-cap businesses and what it's like to... Uh, uh, to go work for them and and making sure that uh, w- whether it's a mid cap business or not, kind of making sure that you uh, you don't get a bunch of B players. Uh, we don't want that. We want a a plus players. So I want to go uh, go deep into this a little bit. But tell me a little bit about when when somebody is thinking about like they're they're already working for a big established company. And they think about going to one of those mid cap growing companies. It seems like there's lots of opportunity and they're doing some some really cool things. But you also see that there are, they often start out by asking the wrong question. So what does that mean? Well, all right. So, you, you know, I work with mostly smaller and midsize aviation and aerospace companies. You know, mm-hmm. the my, you know, and, you know, they're interesting because, look, these guys, these, these smaller and midsize companies need A-plus players just like everybody else in the world needs A-players. Mm-hmm. And, and, and since most of these companies are either private equity run or entrepreneur founded, you know, some are small publicly traded, you know, they're like, hey, look, we have a strong need. What's it going to take? The first question they ask is, what's it going to take for us to get this person on board who can help us get the next level? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a totally different conversation because you've got – you know, it's, it's like, I need it, I want it, what's it going to cost me to get it? And then they start to figure out that cost-benefit analysis. Whereas bigger companies, you know, you take your Boeings, your Lockheeds, your Collins, Aerospace, et cetera, you know, their HR teams have gone out and they've created these little pay bands. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a director level 
because you're a director level inside this company, your pay will be between these round numbers. Right. Yeah. 200,000 and 225,000 with a 25% bonus potential, maybe some equity, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, going into the conversation with a big company, you know, they were t- talking to you about a director level. I know, you know, my minimum is 200, my maximum is 225. It's a job that will pay me probably uh, 265, 270, maybe a little bit of equity, but that's it. Mm-hmm. With a smaller company, they're asking a different question. And the different question is, hey, look, we, we need, we want you. We need a new VP of engineering. Mm-hmm. What's it going to take for us to get you on board? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The negotiation power has totally shifted. You know, you know, it's the old he who talks first loses type of deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you've got the right person. If you've got the right candidate, that should be the way it goes. The company asks them basically right. what, what's it going to take? So I get, so I've got a search, I've got a couple searches going for some, some smaller companies now. And it just so happens some of the executives I'm talking with are in the big companies. Mm-hmm. And the first question they're asking is how much does it pay? You know, what's the bonus potential? You know, what's the reload looking like? Time out. Let's shift the conversation. Mm-hmm. What do you need? What would you need to make this move? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would take you to the next level compensation wise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got equity involved. You know, you're now an owner of the company. You know, understand that if you ask for a, monstrous relocation package that's cashed against the company with your equity position. Right. You have to start thinking differently. When you're thinking mid cap and small or companies, you have to think about the value play. It's mm-hmm. what can I do for these guys to get them to the next level? But on the flip side, what am I looking for? Hey, look, if you want a $250,000 a year job, go to a big company, you got the little pay band, you're guaranteed it. Just, mm-hmm. you know, Show up to work, do well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different conversation. And I really enjoy it. I enjoy watching people squirm. (laughs) You know, hey, look, what do you think you're worth? Yeah. And they're like, "Uh, um, um." that is an interesting question. There's a challenge for people. Yeah, Yeah. You're telling me you're so great. What do you think you're worth and why? Yeah. And yeah, now you get people thinking about, well, I can do this, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Now you're thinking That's about funny. your own personal value, not the value somebody else places on you because right. you get to behavior. Yeah. Well, and that's why I enjoy working in the wild, wild west of small and mid cap companies. Cause I, I love those conversations and I love the true ROI conversation. Like, what do we really bring, whether it's my, you know, the company that I run or talking to other people about how they deal with their clients and things like that. Yeah, it's critical that you be able to tie it back to real ROI and understand what your value is. Um, Yeah, there's a great book. I just reread a chunk of it. uh, And it's an older book, so you probably are familiar with it. It's it's Richard Cook, their 80-20 guy. But he wrote a book called The 80-20 Individual. And he talked about just how the, how the landscape is shifting and the power is shifting to the individual, like corporations are getting a little bit more wised up to the fact that individual people drive most of the value and most of the growth in their business. And it's not everyone, it's certain people. And it, sometimes they're in certain roles and positions and that's great, but a lot of times it's just, it's something about that person, better strategy, better execution, whatever it is, they're better at creating value. Uh, once they realize that, 
the, the conversation starts to shift and they mm-hmm. get more power within organizations. And I would assume that once they start to, if they really zero in on it and figure out, okay, I'm the one that's bringing a ton of value here in this relationship. And I'm in a big company where I have a pay band that's made for, you know, everyone, but I'm not everyone. So I want to go somewhere where I can capture the true value that I create. And that's a small and mid cap company, but it, yeah, it is, you're right. It's a complete shift in perspective. You have to understand what value you're bringing and you have to understand what that's worth. And the thing is, it's not worth the same thing to everyone. Like it has to be the right situation, which is where I think somebody like you comes in. You need someone like that to look at this and say, okay, this this is your skill set and this is what you can do and this is the value you bring. It's worth a ton of money over here. It's worth some money over here. Mm-hmm. You know, same skill set, same value creation, different situation, wildly different value. Um, so yeah, so that, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, like one of, you know, uh, one of our good friends, Pasquale, always said that recruiting is the ultimate business. Yep. It's the ultimate, like it, because you're pairing people and you're literally showing like they're, you're pairing people in the right situation that creates the maximum value. Well, well, that's the, you know, look, you know, that's the, um, you know, that's the thing I look for. You know, look, you're two great places for executives to learn. Look, just turn on Shark Tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, turn on CNBC. Yeah, okay, it's getting a little boring now, but turn it on and turn on the profit mm-hmm. on CNBC. And the first two things all these guys say is, and ladies, you know, uh, Corcoran's on there too, they all say, Know your numbers. Yep. Know your numbers. So, you know, I always know the difference between a really good executive and a really bad one because a really good executive, I go, all right, what did, what did you do? You know, you've been in this job for five years. What did you do? And the, the person who really knows his numbers or her numbers says, I took a $100 million business in three years. I made it a $140 million business. I shifted X people around. I focused on finances. I got our payables down. You know, I got our, our, our past dues way down. I got rid of some re- really crappy inventory that was, that was holding us back. And yeah, I, mm-hmm. just, I just refocused the business. Yeah. Versus the other person that has, you look at a resume and they say, attended 19 trade shows. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> responsible for marketing. Right. Um, you know. Yeah responsible for sales to, okay, what'd you do? How mm. much, yeah, it all comes down to how much did you sell? Yeah. What did you do? What did you accomplish? And it's all like it's business. Yeah. You're only, you, there's only two people that are valuable in business. Those who can make a lot of money and those who can save a lot of companies, a lot of money. Everybody else is overhead. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, it's not a fair world. Every director inside Boeing or every director inside a company is not the same. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, the, the person that's going to make you $10 million. And, and maybe HR people need to start look, talk when, they, when they're talking to their division leaders and business leaders. And they're saying, okay, you need a ex-executive that, that looks like this. Mm-hmm. You know, the first question they should ask is, what's the goal you want to accomplish? And if this person accomplish it, accomplish it, what's the result they right. achieve? Yep. So let's just say, you know, the, the guy says, look, the, the, the executive says, if I hire a person, I want to grow my business, you know, um, by $50 million. And a big portion of this $50 million 
requires digital marketing, which will hit a million people a year effectively. Mm-hmm. Let's say that, okay? Mm-hmm. The person that comes up with that digital plan who will guarantee to hit that number of people and will grow that $50 million is probably worth a heck of a lot more than mm-hmm. someone who, who can only, who can do it, but can only get you half, yeah. halfway there. Yep. It's true. So, yeah. All right. So let's, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about just the mechanics of how this, this works. And, and there's one particular thing that, that often sabotages this project or this kind of process of bringing in like an A plus player. And it goes back to kind of the, the HR and, and maybe mid cap and, and bigger companies not mm-hmm. knowing when to, to step out. So what do you mean by that? When, when you talk about like an internal recruiter stepping out? I'll just tell you a, a B minus leader is someone who outsources the process. Okay. So we're they, talking about the companies that are hiring. Yes. And exa- yeah, let's just take it a, a president or a vice president caliber person hmm. who is running a P&L in a business, has three or four critical needs, but is too focused on the urgent at the expense of the important. So what does he or she do? They outsource it to HR and internal recruiting. Right. And they say, yeah, go find me this, call me when you got it, I'll get involved. Mm-hmm. And it never works. Hmm. And the reason being is the people that those HR folks and the internal recruiting people want to talk to don't want to talk to HR people and internal recruiters. <laughs> okay. Makes they sense. Want to know who they, they want to know who they're working for. Right. They don't want to they don't want to they don't want to answer a bunch of dumbass. 10,000 foot, tell me about your biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. How well do you work in a team? You know, type questions that right. these generalists tend to ask. Yeah. They want to talk to the boss and they want to get down to the nitty gritty early because they want to go, what are your problems? What do you need? Are we a good fit for each other? How can I help you? If I can't help you, let's be friends. Let me tell you, let me refer you to somebody I can. Mm-hmm. Or if we're not going to get along, don't waste my time. Yeah. Answering 10,000-foot general stupid questions is nothing more than a waste of time for anybody at executive level. Okay. So as opposed to outsourcing it, uh, what would you recommend? I mean, obviously, there's getting guys like you involved, but you mentioned that there's, there's a time for an internal HR or recruiter where they can add value. And they can get involved, but then they need to step out at the right point. What's the right point for them to step out? When the minute they deem a person the right fit. So look. Mm. And we're talking about research-based, not conversations. There's only only three ways to effectively recruit people. You know, Mm. actually a couple. The best place for companies to recruit people is not via me. I'm I'm a last resort. I'm an executive recruiter. And if I have to step in, it's a last resort. What companies should be doing is always evaluating their bank and looking internally first. Mm-hmm. Do we, what's our succession plan looking like? Do we have people that we can groom and step up? Yeah. Second thing is you have to go outside the company. Internal referrals are the best. Mm-hmm. Joe's got a buddy or Joe ran into a trade show or he's pretty well connected inside the industry. Yo. Hey, who are five or six people we should go get for this position? Yeah. Those are terrific. Third thing is, look, 
industry reputation. You know, who are the five or 10 people that are getting in your knickers every day and you know, selling against you? Why don't you just go offer them a better deal? Say, hey, look, if you come over to me, I'll give you, and, and you're successful. Okay. We'll better deal your current company. And then yeah. fourth, you got an executive recruiter who's well-known and understands the industry, you yeah. know, and is very niche focused. You know, your pro- the problem with, with internal recruiters and HR people in general is they tend to be very general. They really don't understand what makes a good, you know, executive for a very specific role that good. You know, they, right. it's, or hmm. you know, contrarily, hey, look, you know, that you know, that person who may not look that good on paper may actually be fantastic. So you know, that's. Hmm. I think that they, the 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 thing to step out is, hey, look, you know, we're gonna get your, we're gonna go get you five or ten of the right people. Then we're gonna put, boom, we're gonna hand calls, it, put it on calls on the calendar. Paper. We're gonna put it on Joe's desk, mm-hmm. and then Joe is gonna get involved. Yeah, and if okay. Joe can't put stuff aside, get involved to hire people to meet his own recruiting needs, then he's, he's a B, he's a B minus player as a, as a, as an executive. Okay. God knows if it's my (laughs) business, if it's my business. Oh man. Yeah. Strong. I'm sorry. I may be a little harsh. I'm probably a little direct on that, but yeah, I'm like one to just call it. Maybe I'm just getting old. I'll stay, stay. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, it's fantastic. It's great. It's, it's resp- take responsibility for that which you own. Right. You know, some things you can outsource. Do not outsource the people, yeah. hiring of the people who are going to help you earn your bonus. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we, we've talked about before, we were talking about it behind the scenes, and uh, it, it seems to be one of your mantras, I guess, is executives want to talk to executives. High caliber people want to talk to other high caliber people. So if you're a high caliber person and you want to find somebody else, you can outsource the initial research. But when it comes time to having the conversation, don't let somebody else, somebody lower level, have, try to have a conversation with them. Just go like, let it be peer to peer, colleague to colleague, high caliber right. to high caliber. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, and, and that's it. I hear so many times, you know, you know, or, you know, you know, the, these, you know, the people in our company just aren't bringing me the right folks. And you right. And you get involved. Yeah, I'll get involved. But if you're asking me to do this, it's, 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 it's you and me, Matt. Mm-hmm. You and I are talking. You and I are working through this. You and I are you know, coming to the final conclusion. Yeah. Everybody else is out of it. They can handle travel. They can handle admin stuff. They can, but they're not. You know, if I'm bringing you candidates, no, some junior HR person isn't going to interview them first. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, it's a, so, I, you know, I've actually, I've, I've actually fired several customers because all of a sudden, you know, somebody out of the door, out, out of the blue, you get a phone call one day and somebody out of the blue is going, hey, I'm, you know, Jenny Smith from internal recruiting and you and I are going to be best friends. Like, uh, <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> Oh man! Not going to be friends at all. Yeah, that's right. Uh, This is going to be a very short conversation for you. Exactly. Um, That's awesome. Okay. Those uh, those never go well. (laughs) They never go well. Yeah. But it's better than wasting your time on a flawed process. That's true. All right. Well, and of course, I, I love this conversation because to me, it's all about relationships, and and that's that's where you find really great people is uh, is networking through relationships. 
And recruiting is very similar to the way that I meet all of my clients, mentors, friends, colleagues, peers. Uh, I love this world. I love the world of strategic relationships, strategic introductions. That That's where I thrive. And mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to hear that that's even in bigger companies, that's still the way that most A plus talent is found. And, uh, and it really does come down to like working your network of relationships, working your internal people, your internal staff and their relationships. And then maybe you get down to someone like you who has a bunch of relationships. Like that's why somebody hires you. It's not just uh, because you have a process and an expertise. It's because of existing relationships. So that, to me, that's really fascinating is that it all comes down to that. Right. And, and look, yeah, I was, you know, I love Steve, you know, I love Steve Jobs thought process and all and he's like why we always went why we always strived for the a players and they always were yeah. they were you know he always worked a little harder to get the a players because he said a players like working with a players yeah yeah, yeah. and 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 a players all working together it will beat the hell out of each other but they will elevate each other too and and and, it, and it's something you know the a's don't tolerate the b's and the b's can't handle the a's right but if you put a bunch of A's in a room together, you know, the, the, the whole tide gets elevated very, very quickly. So mm-hmm. that's right. Recruiting is a continual process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You got a sales team of 10. You got number 10. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> go, go full Jack Welch on them. Fire the last guy and uh, bring somebody new in. All right. So uh, Craig, what's the best way to reach out and connect and, uh, and get the, the blog where you also write about these types of issues and all that fun stuff? Uh, let's see. Phone number 910. 910- 509-7129. Best way to get a hold of me is the phone. Um, email Craig at NorthStarESG.com. And a uh, new website up. It's got all my podcasts. We call it Podcasts and Rants. Everybody can tell what I've been at Starbucks. Um, but that is uh, NorthStarESG.com. Perfect. And then if you enjoyed the episode, especially if you enjoyed a particular guest, uh, like a couple of ones that we mentioned earlier, uh, head on over to your Apple Podcasts uh, app on your phone and uh, make sure to leave a review for the show, five star, give a, give a shout out to the guests that you really enjoyed. Thank them publicly for their time and their contribution. That goes a long way. We really, really appreciate when people do that. So Craig, as always, I love doing these. These are a blast because we talk about fun things that I get, I get to learn from uh, and hopefully the audience does too. So I appreciate your time as always. Awesome. Thanks for being on, Matt. As always, enjoyed it.